back with Vershawn Jackson, powered by Bauer, on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. We're back. We're back. 93.7 The Ticket. I'm Terrell Farley, the black shirt. I'm with Bach. But, Byron, here's my thing, Byron. Here's, here's the thing what you're saying. Now, Byron says Thomas and Sims won't run all the same plays. Mm-hmm. Uh, here's, here's the thing about that. Casey is going to want to be the starter. I don't think there's no way Casey's going to share <laughs> his time like that. Now, you, you say Jeff Sims. Now, here's the thing. Here's the thing what I'm saying about if Jeff Sim wins this battle, Casey transfers out. Now, you're recruiting a guy like Dylan Riola. Does this hurt or help Dylan Riola when he sees the RPO offense? Every, you know, let's say let's say Dylan Riola says, "Okay, I'm gonna after the first five games, I'm gonna make a commitment." Now, the first five games, if you don't show him the offense you like. There's a chance he goes somewhere else. Yeah, I I mean I I I don't expect even if Jeff Sims does start, I don't I don't want to get the vision that you all of a sudden have Vince Young back there. I I, I don't know if if it's going to necessarily be him because if you look at Matt Rule's history, um, he do, it's it's not like he I don't think he's ever I, he's never had a thousand yard you know running quarterback which you rarely see these days. But I mean I think combined the most they've had and they had a, a couple quarterbacks at Baylor uh, flip starts and they had like six hundred yards total. But I mean there's years his starting quarterback doesn't have positive yards rushing um, at Temple, so it it, it can it can kind of range and, and and I I I just I don't think that. Um, you know, it's going to be an entirely run-based set, but they might change it. They might change their idea with how they play, who they have, and in what conference they play in. So, I mean, that might might change too. But uh, I think that that's that's the the best part of coaching is adjusting to the the quarterbacks you have or or the players that you have, I should say. And in, in particular, we're talking about quarterbacks here, and that's what Ohio State's done so well. Uh, as you mentioned, C.J. Stroud, not necessarily knowing known for his running ability, but Justin Fields sure was. JT Barrett sure was. I mean, so they've they've done it with Cardell Jones wasn't. They've done it with guys, and they've they've kind of modified their offense based on uh, who the best quarterback was. It wasn't who fits perfectly into our system, and so I think you're going to look at the same thing from Matt Rule. But the offense is certainly going to be different based on who starts, if it's Casey Thompson or yeah. Jeff Sims. But I still don't think you're going to be expecting – if Jeff Sims starts, I don't think you're going, well, you need 80 yards rushing from Jeff Sims today. Well, I don't think it's the Adrian Martinez-type uh, reliancy on the ground that they've had see, in the past. Have you checked out Jeff Sims on tape? Yeah. Yeah? What What is it, 50-50 or what, 75-30? Well, the reason why – 75-25? I mean, I could look up exactly what, where, how many, but, what his rushing okay, stats were and, and his, because he and, played enough. And here's Breezy. He said, but does Casey stay for NIL money? Uh, Casey just got his master's degree. So I, I really don't think money is all that for him. You know, I think it's more about him trying to get a look at the NFL if there's a possible chance of it. Now, Casey's a smart guy. I don't. I don't know if he stay for the NIL money. I don't think he necessarily would, and he would have the chance to. You know, I, we know that he's already transferred. And you think about the one-time transfer rule, but he would be like you said. He's he's working on uh, some higher well, degrees, the, the, the so coach he's already got fired though. So he he can leave, can he? Well, not only that, 
and and maybe you could get a waiver for that, but more importantly, he's a graduate, so you can grad transfer. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so he will have that opportunity if he, if he wants to, if he doesn't feel like he's got an opportunity after the spring, you just wonder like what would have changed pre-spring to post-spring that all of a sudden they would tell him, you know, at this point, we've just loved Jeff Sims. And now you just don't have a chance when you get in the summer. I don't think that's going to be the case at the same time. You want to, you want to provide him the best feedback, uh, for him. And, uh, I hopefully that's because he's here now. I don't expect him to uh, to transfer post spring. He might. There might well, be some. He might get some different information. We need but to, he's we need, not going to be able to if he wants to sh- start for sure somewhere. He could have already transferred somewhere. Well, you got to tell the 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 Heisman people who say that when Jeff Sims has a percentage before Casey does in the Heisman race for next year. So they already <laughs> they already given him the starting job. Well, basically. because from the outside, it, I mean, it looks like you went and found a starter in the portal. You know, new coach, that's probably – I don't think anything was wrong with Casey. I don't think he's a bad quarterback. I think he's one of the – one of the, you know, I, I think he's a top five quarterback in the Big Ten. You just got to keep him healthy. Well, and if they're able to keep – Casey around and Jeff Sims, regardless of who wins the starting job, that's obviously the best case scenario. And that would be a, a huge, and it already is. I already love the move that they're bringing in Jeff Sims because they clearly had a problem that you, you watched Nebraska last year. We all sat through it. We know it. But if you're a new coaching staff and you go back and you look at the tape, uh, Nebraska severely, the offense severely was hurt with Casey Thompson out of the game. Uh, therefore, I mean, you need two quarterbacks. We've we've seen that at, at many different schools, obviously, over the years. Um, better opportunities. I mean, you look at Kansas State. We talk about Adrian Martinez and the ending of that story and how he won uh, the Big 12 championship, but he didn't even play in that game because the backup quarterback was was able and, and pushed Martinez to start with. But even when Martinez went out, um, you know, was able to help Kansas State along and, and win some big games, including Oklahoma State, like I said, the Big 12 championship game against TCU. Um, Nebraska needs to be in that ca- in that category, and that's tough to do in college football these days. Yeah. Credit Kansas State and Chris Kleiman for having two quarterbacks ready. Nebraska's struggled with that for years, and but Nebraska's not alone. It's, it's tough to have two guys that are ready to play, um, you know, at that level, you know, in the Big Ten. Well... It's, it's 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 great for them to have two quarterbacks, but I just I I think we're good enough to have two quarterbacks, and like we're good enough to have four running backs. You know, it's just it's just you got to just think about college football these days. How these kids are not really really um, committed to things like that because you 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 know it's like these freshmen coming in. If they don't feel comfortable, if they don't. You know, you probably got some that say, hey, I'm going to go in and play for Nebraska. Say, I'm going to go and play. And they get redshirted. Then what happens? Oh, portal time, like yeah. always. And I expect us to go in the portal. You know, let, let's talk about this about the portal now one time. He said he's going to look in the portal now. Which one position you think, if we had to make a move in the portal, what position do you think it would be? Still to add? Yeah. Uh, I thought they did a pretty good job of adding some guys. I think the the fact that they had Walter Rouse, I mean that guy was you were yeah. you were putting him in at starter. If you can get another guy like that um, to add to the offensive line, because as somebody even texted in, we could talk about quarterback all we want. If these guys are getting shellacked, similar to what yeah. they have been the last couple of years, yeah, Vincent Watson. Yeah, one thing is you're going to need both quarterbacks. The other thing is the offense just isn't going to be, um, you know, going at full toe, and you're not going to get the running back running game going as as well as you'd want to. So, I mean, I still kind of think 
that that shoring up the offensive line uh, would be somewhere to go and, and look. I think you feel pretty good about the secondary. You've mentioned all all offseason linebackers. Yeah, I'll go get a linebacker. Yeah, it might I, be another yeah, I, I spot. Would, I will get two. You know, I, yeah. I just I just feel like that's one position. Like we was known as like linebacker university. You know, mm-hmm. we always had good all American linebackers, and now I'm not saying that the linebackers we got are great, but we got to get speed on the field. I mean, we got to get speed on the field. Speed kills out there. And, and and if you could teach a person with speed to know how to get off blocks, use his hands, and still be able to run and and, catch and hawk down tackles, I mean, ball carriers and, and things like that. Like, like we need a, a Levant David type of middle linebacker. You know, he played outside, but that middle he plays in like the NFL right now. We need a, a, a real runner in the middle that can really just blow it up. Yeah, and 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 you know, along with that too is that with this with this three three five, you you still have that kind of that position that's just kind of flex defensive line when you need to be linebacker. So I mean, those bodies, those those kind of uh, in between guys um, that maybe get lost in traditional defenses. I think Nebraska could take advantage of. So um, you know, maybe maybe add a few more of those guys because you can never have enough depth at the defensive line. And as we're talking about linebacker, um, you know that that that's a, a spot where you don't have how a whole lot of proven guys. Probably seven. Uh, I mean, I could look it up where where how many how many they they've have on this on the scholarship chart. Um, but as far as guys, you feel great about it's Luke Reimer and uh, Nick Henrich coming off of in- injury as far as guys that you've seen you know play um, Chief Borders is he you know there's a couple guys that you're you're bringing in but they don't have a whole lot of yeah, uh, these guys, you know these, they special teams experience basically yeah I mean yeah I, I don't we don't have a significant transfer that coming in with ample playing time yeah not on defense no now Billy Kemp is another question because he's on the offensive side right but at linebacker we don't have a two-year starter transferring in no. we only have guys that that probably played in cleanup time or who probably played mostly special teams. So these guys are rusty too. I mean, I know yeah. it's a new chance for them, but you got to understand we need guys like like when I watched TCU defense, I was impressed about how big they were and how fast they were. Now, if Chief Porters can run like that number 17 for TCU or that big other big guy, then I'd be happy. Now I heard um, MJ Sherman. He's doing good. He's a Georgia boy. Yeah, I know. I expect that from him. He's a big guy. Eric Eric Gilbert. He's good. Yeah. You know we got to get him a waiver though. So that's the thing. We need to bring in more big guys that can run. Yeah, I I I still go back. I think the adding three guys off the national championship team is still uh, that's a big uh, big get for the off seats. And uh, by the way, just to pay off, what we, we got were three about, of them. Yeah, three Georgia. Oh, uh, the corn dogs. Alignment. Corn dogs. Yeah, Dude, Jacob Hood. How's he doing? Um, at least Nick was said the other day, and I think this is still kind of the idea with him is he's, he's um, still, now he's still in his early stage, right? Of, he's uh, kind of like Kane Williams, the, the safety from Alabama. Like yeah. it's, it's a great big get and a big time recruit. I don't know if you expect him to hit the field right away. And Mickey Joseph cousin, that's Kane. Kane is. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Yep. Yeah. That's interesting. Uh, just to pay off something we were talking about earlier with, uh, with Jeff Sims, uh, I can give you his numbers as far as like, uh, passing compared to run threat and and in 2020 he ran for 492 yards 120 carries uh, and he passed the ball 257 times so obviously that's pretty what, heavy what's the stats? give me the stats i want to hit touchdowns and interceptions uh 13 touchdowns 13 picks as a freshman six touchdowns on the ground as well um 
his sophomore year, he threw the ball 188 times, 60% completion, 1,468 yards, uh, 12 touchdowns, 7 picks, and obviously didn't play the, the whole year there, um, but uh, ran the ball 70 times for 372 yards and 4 touchdowns. And then this past season, again, didn't play the complete year, 188, yard, or 188 attempts, 110 uh, completions. That's good for 59%, 1,115 yards, five touchdowns, three picks, and a running touchdown on 302 yards with 87 carries. So if you think, if you're kind of thinking based on what he did at Georgia Tech, I think he could expect anywhere between 300 to 600 yards rushing at Nebraska. He never hit 600. Again, 492 was his high. Uh, I'm just thinking if he stays healthy and it's a productive offense. Uh, so maybe, you know, realistically, maybe more between 300, 550, somewhere around there. Yeah. Uh, Brett says, um, if K- it's Casey's job to lose, O-line will be better this year. Well, I hope so, you know, because Casey took a beating last year. And I, and I just want Casey to get a fair opportunity. I know we don't have the guys he had last year to throw to, so he got to figure out how to, you know, who his main guy is going to be. Who Who is the go-to guy we look for this year? That's, that is my question. Yeah. You know, like, we have no Trey Palmer speed out there. You know, no. I mean, you can say Malachi Coleman. We don't know how ready he is. And if he, it's just not fair to expect – Malachi Coleman, even nah, if he's got the nah, speed, he, maybe for a nine yeah, route. He got he got to gain some weight first. Yeah, know, I think because if if you think he's gonna come in from high school and 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 I'll be in in the upper class when you know they wait till they go one on ones and and the upper class and put them hands on him and he can't get off the line. See, you think you got problems in high school? Wait till you get here and, and see how it's gonna be. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it, it's not. I mean, I know they recruited speed, so I know you could argue they've got some guys and and here and there. On big plays, if they go to a deep ball, uh, they can replicate that speed. But the point is, you don't have a thousand-yard type receiver in Trey Palmer, and so I think it's kind of replacement by committee. Like you said, Billy Kemp, very proven. Maybe he's that guy. I, I feel like they've got—they don't have a guy, but they've got a lot of pretty good, pretty good guys that could step in that role again not necessarily expect to, to uh, replace the production of Trey Palmer because there's only you know the second a thousand yard receiver in Nebraska history and I don't think they're necessarily going to an offense that's going to be flinging the ball around uh, to get to a thousand yards um, but you know between him uh, Billy Kemp uh, Marcus Washington, uh, who was obviously one of Nebraska's leading receivers last year. Um, the guys coming back, Isaiah Garcia, Castaneda, and Xavier Betts obviously have flashed. So you've got guys that um, – enough guys that have potential uh, to be a number one that I think that, that the, you know, I, I'm not too worried about the wide receiver room with the ex, with the with the expectation and knowledge that you don't have Trey Palmer out there. Yeah, or the knowledge that the coaches have, huh? Well, I don't have that either. <laughs> All right. You ready to go to break? Yeah, we better go to break. We're going to go to break, and when we come back, put your running shoes on because we're going to do the breakout song <laughs> That's when right. we get back. This is The Ticket 93.7. I'm Terrell Farley. I'm with Buck. And we'll be back. 